The following is a reflection on the Feast of St. Matthew. The readings are taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 7 and 11 to 13, the Responsorial, Psalm 19, and the Gospel, Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13. In today's Feast of St. Matthew, we are really celebrating the infinite mercy of God who called Matthew to be one of his apostles. This was done at a time when Matthew was collecting taxes on behalf of Rome, and as the custom in those days probably grafted off the top money for himself, which he essentially stole from his own people. He was hated by the Jews, considered a traitor, despised, and probably lived at the fringes of Jewish society. As a tax collector, he enjoyed no social, political, or religious status whatsoever. He would have been barred from serving as a judge or witness in court, considered unclean and therefore not welcomed into the synagogue, and a disgrace to his family. Yet Jesus chose him to be part of his inner circle, and in so doing, shows us important truths. First, Jesus does not restrict himself to traditional Jewish piety nor conventional religious circles. Rather, he goes to the margins and seeks out those who are lost. Like a good shepherd, he leaves the ninety-nine and goes into the wilderness to bring back the one lost sheep on his shoulders. He is the landowner in the parable of the laborers who goes out to the marketplace again and again to call those who society rejects and says, Come, work in my vineyard. Second, he is willing to risk his own reputation in doing so because associating with tax collectors and prostitutes would bring scandal and accusation from people like the Pharisees. In the case at hand, Jesus shares a meal with Matthew and other tax collectors and sinners. This is important because sharing a meal signified table fellowship, which itself expressed covenant solidarity. One is reminded of Exodus chapter 24, verse 11, where Moses on Mount Sinai shared a festive covenant meal in the presence of the living God. The banquet at the house of Matthew not only invites Matthew and fellow sinners into covenant relationship, but points forward to the Last Supper and anticipates the Messianic banquet already predicted by the prophet Isaiah in chapters 25 and 55. Thirdly, the fact that Matthew immediately left all behind to follow Jesus indicates that, created in God's image and likeness, he had a natural inclination to truth Speculation abounds whether Matthew had previously heard any of Jesus' teachings, but as St. Bede said in his sermon, when Jesus spoke to Matthew audibly, there was an interior impulse of God's grace flooding his mind, instructing Matthew to walk in his footsteps. There would also be the natural law written in Matthew's heart and his conscience convicting him of a life of sin so that even though Matthew was materially rich, he knew in his soul that true happiness was eluding him. This is why great sinners are in some ways closer to God than the self-righteous, because at least they know of their need for transformation. So the lesson for us is to imitate Jesus, to break down any walls that would seek to protect or separate us 
from those who need our help, from those who are despised, rejected, and lost, to continually increase our circle of relationships, looking out for those who may be isolated, alone, to always be inviting as Jesus invited Matthew, not to be so concerned with what others may think. We are called to do this because we are all, in some sense, Matthew. That is, in our sinfulness, God has extended us mercy and compassion, inviting us to an ever closer intimacy through the sacraments, especially baptism and Eucharist. In doing this, we are called to a certain radical form of living, which goes contrary to the world's notion of justice and fairness. For Matthew, it was not the law that converted him, which, as a Jew, he knew very well, but the kindness of Jesus, who does not make repentance a precondition of his acceptance and friendship. Matthew's conversion reminds us, finally, of the power of encountering Christ, which changes everything. Yes, there is much going on in our culture that is not good, including upheaval, division, and dissension. But what is this compared to a relationship with the living God? That is why we must continue to preach the gospel, inviting others to encounter Christ. This only will change hearts and turn things right side up, as it did with Matthew, who went from being a hated sinner, ostracized, betrayer to his nation, to one who changed the world by his gospel and life. In many ways, his story is similar to the woman at the well. She was ostracized by her Samaritan community because of a sinful life, having to go out at noon in the heat of the day to get water from a well that would never quench her thirst. Once she encountered Christ, who invites her to drink from the true water of the Holy Spirit and become a well springing up to eternal life, she puts down her water jug and runs to tell the townspeople to come and see the Messiah. This is what Matthew is doing by inviting his fellow tax collectors to share a meal with the Christ who called him to discipleship. On this feast of St. Matthew, may we rejoice in God's mercy who has invited us sinners into a covenant relationship of love and open our hearts, sharing the good news, helping others also to encounter Christ. A final word regarding the Pharisees and Jesus' quote, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. This is a reference to the Old Testament book of Hosea, chapter 6, verse 6. The context was that, although the leadership of Israel were offering many sacrifices daily, their hearts were far from God. Thus the rituals and offerings were not only empty, but a mockery, trying to cover up externally the internal betrayal of love owed to their heavenly spouse, Jesus Christ has come as bridegroom, and the actions of the Pharisees are leading God's people astray. May we heed the words of St. Paul in the first reading, quote, I, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Let us pray. O God, who with untold mercy were pleased to choose as an apostle St. Matthew, the tax collector, grant that, 
sustained by his example and intercession, we may merit to hold firm in following you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.